You're listening to Country Life with Keith Fahey on Galway Bay FM. Good evening, I'm Keith Fahey and welcome to this week's edition of Country Life. On the show this week, we'll be speaking to Brendan Golden and James Gallagher, both going for the Connacht Chair, uh, IFA Connacht Chair positions. We'll also be speaking to John Noonan, an organic specialist on an upcoming walk and indeed sheep sale that's coming up. And we'll also be talking to Enda Walsh uh, from a Dairy Farm in Clarenbridge, who was running the Agri-Aware and National Dairy Council um, event for da- National School Children this week. Plus, we will have any, uh, a lot of information there from Marts and any farming news from across the county and if there's anything you'd like to comment on the show or you'd like to send us uh, any information there or any if you indeed have any upcoming events uh, don't hesitate to give us a, a, a mention there or a text or a, an email at countrylife at galwaybayfm.ie that's countrylife at galwaybayfm.ie so just looking at a number of different events that are coming up the tra- Chagas uh, transferring the family farm clinics uh, are coming up a farm succession plan is essential for the future viability of your farm business. Uh, Chagas' upcoming uh, transferring the family farm clinics are designed to help farm families uh, through the process of all aspects that need to be considered when transferring the family farm and they're, they're on Tuesday the 3rd of October at 10am in County Kerry in Tralee, Ballygarry Estate, Hotel Tralee County Kerry. They're on Wednesday the 4th of October at 10am in Celtic Ross Hotel, uh, Ross Carberry County Cork. Thursday the 5th of October at 10am in the New Park Hotel in Kilkenny. Monday Monday the 9th of October at 10am in the Landmark Hotel Carrick and Shannon, County Leitrim. Tuesday the 10th of October at 10am in the Lady Gregory Hotel in Gort, County Galway. And Friday the 13th of October at 10am in Erigal Country House Hotel, Coot Hill, County Cavan. So looking today at some of the information on, on the farming um, media. So looking at Irish Farming Independent today on today's paper. Uh, the headline is Beef Finishers Warned to Buy Cautiously as fo- as uh, Losses forecast- Forecasted. Uh, margins set to remain tight with up to deficits of up to €250 Euro per head predicted, Ryle writes Niall Hurson. Beef Finishers have been advised to buy with caution this autumn with margins remaining tight and losses of 250 per head to be expected expected on, uh, on the most inefficient systems. Chagas beef specialist Aidan Murray warned that some finishers could be looking at losses of up to 70 cent per kilo on their steers for a 370 kilo animal losing 70 cent that works out at 250 euro per head. We are urging a lot of caution. It is great uh, to see strong store prices but people finishing need to sit back and do their sums first as well. And also a similar um, headline on Thursday's Farmer's Journal Whaling's up 140 euro head rights Adam Woods, the beef and suckler editor. Whaling prices have reached a new uh, high this week with the Irish Farmers Journal Marpids data showing €140 Euro per head rise in bull prices compared to last year. Mart managers nationwide report a significant lift uh, in demand among store uh, producers, finishers, wean and weaning exporters. Several of Ireland's leading exporters have secured contracts to supply weanings to Libya. Algeria, Syria and Turkey in recent weeks and this has injected serious energy into the trade. And looking at some uh, target pay- or, uh, payment dates there the, uh, on the Farmer's Journal, the back page there. Uh, so they've given the target payment dates their BVD tag testing is mid-September once off payment of 2 euro per calf up to 50 euro per herd. The areas of natural constraint advance, advance payments of 85% begin on the 17th of October balancing payments in early December. So that's a bit later than last year. Basic payment income 
Support Scheme and the Complementary Redistributive Income Support for Sustainability, the CRIS payment. Advanced payments commence on the 24th of October. Uh, balancing payments take place on the 1st of December. The Eco Scheme advanced payments begin on the 31st of October 2023. Uh, with balancing payments in early December acres, advanced payments will commence to approve participants from the end of November. Balancing payments for the GLASS scheme normally took place in May following uh, last year and acres is expected to follow a similar timeline. Sheep Improvement Scheme advanced payments will commence to approve participants from the end of November. Uh, balancing payments normally take place in, the, in, the, in May of the following year. And the Organic Farming Scheme, the OFS, advanced payments of 85% typically, typically take place in late November with balancing payments uh, the following May and the Chris and Young Farmer and then National Reserve payments take place from early December with 100% of the payment in one installment. The SCEP Scheme or the Stuckler Carbon Efficiency Programme Scheme, payments will be made in mid-December to participants approve for payment and the Protein Aid Scheme will also be mid-December. Strong Corporation uh, measure also mid-December. National Beef Welfare Scheme will take place in December. National Dairy Beef Welfare Scheme will also take place in December and the National Liming Programme uh, balancing payments end of 2023 payment rate subject to funds allocated in the budget for 2023. So that's just some information there as well and uh, for anyone that has gone for the National Liming Scheme you must also have um, uh, your receipts submitted um, and marked paid by the 31st of October this year as well. So looking at some um, cattle sales from around the country and the county and we'd like to sympathise um, with the family um, in, in the, with the, the family of the Loch Ray Mart um, fatality uh, there so um, a very sad and freak accident and uh, uh, our thoughts and prayers are indeed with the family um, of, of the deceased um, looking at the Mount Bellew Mart cattle sale on Friday the 22nd of September 2023 turnout slightly down on previous week a lot, a lot uh, met with solid trade there was a very strong trade for store heifers and wheeling heifers again this week with a complete clearance in both categories uh, the plain store bullocks were harder sold. Cattle weighing well here on their way into the ring with a short wait time. Uh, you can check out last uh, week's trade on their on Montpellier Mart's uh, cattle and the Facebook page. Some sample prices included limousine cull cow at eight fifty kilo, selling for fifteen hundred at one seventy six a kilo. Uh, two cemental cows at four forty seven kilos, selling for fourteen hundred. Some store heifers, a limousine cross heifer at four seventy kilo, sold for thirteen ten or two seventy nine a kilo. Three Charlie heifers. At 465 kilo sold for 1200 or 258 a kilo and on to some store bullocks uh, a Charlie 575 kilo bullocks sold for 1450 euro um, so that equated to 252 a kilo on the Friday evening sale at 6pm uh, gates open at 4pm in person uh, and online bidding with the Marti app there also as well um, Montpellier Mart sheep sale on last Saturday there was a very big sale again this week of lambs breeders and stags uh, lambs uh, retained um, uh, similar to the previous week breeding sheep met with brisk trade with many more buyers out there stag euros were a solid trade some sample prices for lambs include 7 euro lambs at 40 kilos selling for 103 euro 4 euro lambs at 51.5 kilos selling for 100 46 euro 3 ram lambs at 53.3 kilo selling for 140 and looking at the breeding sheep 4 third crop yos selling for 140 5 third crop yos selling for 136 7 second crop yos selling for 148 a very good sale of your hoggets making from 150 to 236 the sheep sale is every Saturday at 10am in person and online with Marti in two rings your and lamb rings gates open at 7.30am uh, cattle sales every Friday evening at 6pm and you can email mart at Montbellu 
www.mart.ie or the website is www.mart sorry www.montbellier.ie and you can check out the Facebook page and the number is 090-967-9660 so that was the Mart uh, report indeed for uh, Montpellier, Mart and Sheepshead. Looking at you Mart on Monday gone by some sample cow prices included a 735 kilo Smittle cross selling for 1840, a 980 kilo Charlie cross cow selling for 2680 a 710 kilo limousine cow sold for 1570 or 2.49 a kilo. Some sample heifer trade prices included 385 kilo Charlie cross heifer selling for 11.90 or 3 euro and 9 cent a kilo a 500 kilo Charlie cross heifer selling for 15.50 or 3.10 a kilo uh, looking at some uh, sample bullock prices, a 395 kilo Charlie bullock selling for 11.40 or 2.89 a kilo, a 5.40 kilo Be- uh, Belgian blue cross bullock selling for 16.10 or 2.98 a kilo, and an 835 kilo limousine bullock sold for 2,260 uh, or 2.71 a kilo. Some sample whaling bull prices included a 2.80 kilo Belgian blue bullock or bull whaling, sorry, sold for 900 or 3.21 a kilo, Three, 325 kilo cemental cross selling for 1,200 or 3.69 a kilo, and some sample weaning heifer prices included 285 kilo Belgian blue cross heifer at 1050 euro or 368 a kilo and a 380 kilo Belgian blue cross selling for 1230 or 324 a kilo and a 325 kilo cemental heifer selling for 1160 or 357 a kilo and the annual autumn bullock show and sale is next Monday the 2nd of October. Also we'd like to give a mention to the Galway uh, County Galway ploughing team results from the National Ploughing Championship 2023. Overall this year the ploughing championship and trade exhibition was deemed a success despite the inclement weather and muddy conditions. Day 1 results of the National Ploughing Championship 2023 and congratulations was extended to Galway's Gavin Kelly who came second in the under 21 class and to Killian Lydon who came third in the under 40 horse class. Uh, the winning continued for Galway on day 2 on the, at the championships and congratulations to novice class winner Alan Keane and to senior horse competitors Jerry Riley who came second and Michael Burke who came third in the senior horse class. Results from the Day, uh, day three and the final day of the ploughing in Rathaneska and congratu- congratulations to James Gilgariff who won the special horse class and to Sean Gilligan who came fourth in the junior class and well done to Michal Glynn who competed in this first All-Ireland ploughing uh, contest and ploughed well amongst several previous All-Ireland winners in the single for a class. A special word of thanks to the Galway ploughing team and to the loyal competitors who took part in the various competitors and to judges, supervisors, stewards and the road personnel who gave a lot of their time over the last over the three days of the ploughing um, the next Galway fixture is at the Glenamady District Ploughing and Agricultural Show their annual ploughing match will be held on Sunday the 1st of October 2023 beside the Equestrian Centre in Glenamady and the air code for that is F45VP66 entries close on Thursday the 28th of September at 8pm and inquiries to Bridget Higgins, uh, Galway County Secretary, on 087-228-7108, or Mairead Kelly, Assistant County Secretary, on 087-777-6070. Godspeed the plough. So next up on Country Life, we're delighted of John Noonan, a Chagas Organic Specialist. Uh, John, you're welcome on to Country Life. I suppose, firstly, you might tell us a bit maybe uh, how the organics is going and maybe the experiences you've had in the last year or so in your role as uh, the Chagas uh, Organic Specialist. Keith, thanks for having me on and it's great to be on the programme. And um, yeah, um, yeah, I suppose I've learned an awful lot in the last year. A uh, lot of experiences. Uh, got to know a good few people in organics and um, sure this, they're all on a journey. A lot of them are going in for the first time and they're learning and they're open-minded about things. So 
I suppose a couple of things I've kind of learned from, from the year and things that seems to be from just having conversations with farmers that's not gone into organics and even ones that's gone in is things that you can do that they thought you couldn't do and therefore it's just keeping a lot of people out. Well, the first thing you can do is that you can have slatted houses. There's no problem with a slatted house and you can use it. Uh, the only guideline is, or it's not a guideline, it's a rule, is that you have to have some uh, dry lie-back area straw bedded for animals to go to. So a lot of your listeners there might have a slatted house with a creep on the back. So the creep would count for starters. Um, others might have a dry shed adjoining the slatted house and it'd be easy what some farmers have done is they've knocked they've made a, a, an entrance a, a hole in the wall from the slatted house into a dry shed so that animals have access to the straw and the dry lying area and they come in on the slats to eat their feed so that's one thing that I've come across I suppose the other thing is for anyone that's listening is commonage uh, you can have commonage uh, you can be in organics with commonage and you can use the commonage in organics so that there's no problem there and what a lot of farmers have done is they've gone into acres with the commonage and they've gone into organics with the inside ground. So that's an option there for some of you that might be might just have put the commonage into into your acres plan. It might be something worth thinking about. And just mentioning acres there, you can be in acres and you can be in organics at the same time. And it's something that all of you that are in acres should be considering as well. Uh, I suppose we're all here to try and help people be more sustainable get a better, it's all about the bottom line and having more money in your pocket at the end of the year. And if organics is one way of doing that, certainly you should be looking at it. So if you're in Acres, you're talking to your planner and saying, is there any options for me to go into organics? And, and any, any of your listeners can give me a shout anytime they like as well and we can go through the figures with them. Okay. Um, so that's the commonage. Um, <clears throat> another one that came up is can you top fields and of course you can top fields and you can mulch and you can use toppers you can top as much as you like and in fact there's a 60% grant in organic for buying toppers um, you can reseed so a lot of farmers that got into organics they feel their hands are tight they're not tight at all the only thing you can't do is use Roundup when you are reseeding but you can come along and do stitching in which wouldn't be used in a chemical uh, killer anyhow and also you can do maybe uh, ploughing to, to do your full reseed. So some farmers are doing that. Another thing is you can sell your lambs or your calves to both the conventional market, which is your ordinary market, and to the organic market. So if you feel you're not getting rewarded enough in the organic market, you can sell them to the conventional market or, or vice versa. And that gives you a bit of freedom there as well. Um, also, outwintering. Um, I know that goes into organics is governed by the nitrate rules no more than every farmer that's not in organic. So, provided that you abide by those rules regarding, you know, not ploughing up fields with tramping of cattle, um, you know, keeping a, I mean, a, a low stocking rate uh, outwinter and that sort of thing, um, you can be in organics as well. And I suppose there'd be a couple of the big things, Keith. Okay, okay. And do you think maybe there's a bit of a fear there? I know working in Athenry as an advisor there, there's a a couple of people maybe might be half cautious of maybe inspections and that kind of thing. What are your experience in relation to that, John? Well, it's funny. I, I'm a farmer myself and I fear inspections as much as the next farmer. And um, I think, yes, it is, a, it is a big thing with organics. And there's a lot of, I suppose, there's a lot of, uh, not, not enough information out there about organics. And that, you know, once you get all the information, I, I agree with farmers that fear it. I think it's something that we all fear inspections. But the way around that is to get all your all the information you need that 
you don't need to see around things that you have nothing to worry about. And the way to do that is that you do your plan, you, 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 you find out what you need to do, are you compliant with everything, uh, what things can't I use, what can I, can I use, and do a good conversion plan and get, get all the information, go to and do a 25-hour course, then you have nothing to worry about. So farmers, I was talking to a fellow the last day, and he, he was afraid that in two or three years down the line that he'd get an inspection and the inspector would find something that shouldn't be there and that they'd claim back all the money. But if that farmer does the 25-hour course, talks to the likes of me and to you and whoever else that's in the game and gets plenty of information and that they're well okay with the scheme, they have nothing to worry about. And the inspections are very straightforward as well. So that's what I'd say to the listeners. Um, it's, it's, it's normal to be afraid of these things, but if you have enough information and, yeah, and, and the scheme is opening at the back end of the year in October, get the information, find out am I eligible for it, which you probably are, and find out what you can do and don't do that, you have nothing to worry about. But, but it's the most normal thing in the world to be afraid of these things. Okay, and you also have a number of events and sales coming up, um, John. That's right. There's a couple of sales coming up. There's one coming up now, uh, the 7th of October. It's an organic sale in Gort Mart, and it's along with the uh, Dexter Society. So keep that, uh, listeners, any that, that are interested in that, that's coming up. Um, there's a couple of um, information evenings on organics coming up and farm walks. Um, the first information even well it's down in Kilrush it's probably out of your range a bit and it's at 7pm on the Wednesday the 18th then on Thursday the 19th which might be of interest to your listeners in Doolan there's a there's a there's a farm walk a national organic farm walk with the Department of Agriculture and it's on the farm of Ian Canavan from Doolan in County Clare and we're going to be covering such things as the health plan and housing and things I talked about there this man is in organics and he has suckler cows and he has these uh, rare breed drumming cattle as well. So we have interest to people. So that's on Thursday the 19th at 11 o'clock in the morning. Okay. Then on Tuesday the 24th, for your listeners, there's uh, the Lady Gregory in Gort, and that's at 11 a.m. as well. So that's the hotel, the Lady Gregory in Gort, and we're having an information morning on organics. And we're collaborating with the HSE on that, and they're going to be there along with Cree and Mental Health Ireland and you know, afterwards, if people want their blood pressure taken, etc., uh, they can do so. And then on Tuesday, the 26th, in Westport, in Neon Town, at 8 p.m. in the evening, we're having, uh, having a, an information evening on organics, and we're along with the HSE again, Cree and Mental Health Ireland. Very good, very good. A, a busy, busy couple of weeks. Days. Hmm. Huh? You have a busy weeks. couple of weeks coming on, uh, John. Yeah, we keep the, uh, we keep the job going, and I might mention, if it's all right, uh, kind of a sale that's very close to my heart. Yeah, no problem. Work away. Okay, so the Mayo Blackface Group, they're a producer group here in, based in, in Westport Balrobe area, and we're having our annual sale. It started in 2004, so I suppose we're 19 years on the go now, and we're having our annual breeding sale of yo's, uh, hoggets, and yo lambs. So 1,000 yo lambs, 900 hoggets, and 300 breeding yo's. And the sale starts at 11 a.m., and a lot that have gone come back every year, and there was, it's the same breeders that bring their stock every year. It's a lovely sale, and it's a great sale for stock. And there'll be some organic in-conversion stock in it as well. Um, and the Mayo, Mayo Connemara Ram Group are having their annual sale of, oh, I suppose there'll be 100 Hoggart Rams and 30 or 40 Age Rams and maybe 30 or 40 Ram Lambs. They're all pure Mayo black faces, and that's on 
starting that sale starts at ten o'clock in the morning in Ballinroe this Saturday as well. And some of the rams that's there will be SIS approved for people in hill areas looking for approved ram. And that will be on the catalogue beforehand that they are approved. So they're just... Um, and anyone that... Then sales will be on Marti as well. Or anyone that wants information can give me a shout on them. Or the producer group office in Ballinroe. It's up on Facebook as well, all the information on it. Yeah, so just you want to give that a plug again to the Mayo Blackface group there, the, the time and location? Yeah, so the time and location is this Saturday come on the 30th at Ballinrobe Mart, Arriva Ballinrobe, and the Mayo, I was going to say Mayo Roscommon, Mayo Connemara Blackface Ram sale is on, on the same, uh, at the same location. Very good, very good. John Noonan, Chagas Organic Specialist, thanks very much for coming on Country Life. And Keith, just before you go, uh, there's a, we're raffling a hoggit and EOLM at the beginning of the sale and it's for Mayo Roscommon Hospice. Oh, brilliant. Uh, it's a charity uh, fundraiser for Mayo Roscommon Hospice. Sorry, I forgot about to mention that as well. Not at all. Very good. That's a great cause. Uh, very good. So we hope it goes well. A lot of uh, sheep on offer on the day as well. So uh, thanks, John. Thank you, Keith. And thank and best of luck to all your listeners. So next up on Country Life, we have Brendan Golden, uh, who's going for the Connacht uh, Regional Chair, the IFA Connacht Regional Chair. Uh, firstly, maybe uh, Brendan, you might tell us a little bit about yourself, maybe why you're going for this role, and what you're going to bring to the position. Okay, thanks, Keith, and for your listeners out there. I suppose my name is Brendan Golden. I come from a place called Carmorlac in, in County Mayo. It's just outside Killala on the northwest coast. And I farm suckler cows and beef cattle and slaughter most of my own progeny. Um, I do have, bring huge knowledge and um, experience into the, this role because I'm currently IFA Livestock Chairman. And um, I have the drive and the passion I think I would have got from my late father. He was involved indeed with the with NCF co-op back in the day and that's probably what instilled some of the, the fighting need to stick up for farmers. Okay. And I suppose, look, you know, we're looking at beef and sheep, uh, you know, as Connacht Regional Chair, the majority of farming type systems, uh, indeed in Galway, you know, the largest number of suckler cows in Ireland. It is majorly, ma- ma- mainly beef and sheep, Brendan. I suppose, what are you going to bring to farm families or improve incomes uh, or the viability of farms in relation to beef and sheep farmers? Well, the huge challenge, I think, across all farms in the West here is the economic viability of their farm. And the current situation where where costs, indeed, we, we have very strong prices at the moment, but the whole costs due to the war in Ukraine and the pressures that's coming from meeting climate and environmental targets are adding costs into our production systems. And, you know, they, we know the importance of the suckler cow and the sheep to the west of Ireland. I think we have figures there from reports going back that for every one euro spent, um, in the sectors returns fourfold in the rural economies around besides and we have our marts and we have our co-ops and indeed all the stores around and local villages and everything that it, it keeps going and we are very strongly behind keeping those Ireland's going. Now the, I'm in the role I'm in at the moment I'm directly involved in, in policies and trying to look for support um, for the suckler coal and indeed um, support the sheep chairman um, through in his endeavours to support the sheep sector. And as Connacht um, Regional Chair, the key, that position would be to support um, what comes up from 
the county chairs in all the counties and indeed to support the policies put forward by the by the um, commodity committees for the relevant sectors and to strongly um, support the president um, in delivering those policies through. So you have to take into account what the actual role means as well too and it's very much a support role for the the county chairs and the committees in in Connacht and listening to those people on the ground and carrying that message through to our National Council and indeed to the National Office of Committee that I'll be hopefully on after this election. What have the IFA done, uh, Brendan, in, to improve farm family incomes in the last couple of years? Well, over the last number of years on the on the structure side, which, which on the beef side, which, which I'm involved in, we had the beef data genomics scheme where we fought for funding for that through CAP and follow to add on to that we had the um, we had the BPS scheme which started out at 20 million in funding and in 2021 we had it up to 40 million in funding um, also there at the start of COVID and when the prices took a hit I know I fought strongly with the, with the president and to my committee to look for supports for beef finishers in that spring that prices took a serious nose dive when COVID happened and people stopped moving and all all food service and everything shut down and we delivered fifty million of a support um for beef finishers and that amounted to hundred euro per animal um for those farmers in, in the time of the, the, the time frame that was affected. And then last year then when we had the um when we had the price of fertilizer shoes up due to the war in Ukraine, um, I would have gone into the Department of Agriculture and made a strong case for farmers for support because local farmers and sheep at a thousand euro a ton were totally blown out of the water in relation to being able to afford fertilizer. And I know when it was divided down, we got a 56 million fodder support scheme in place. It did amount to a max of a thousand euro per farmer. There's a lot of suckler farmers in it. That's the problem when we're when we look for support for that sector. It takes a lot of money to cover us all. But it was very valued payments coming through for farmers last autumn. And then this year, um, we worked very hard to try and get the terms and conditions of the of the new suckler carbon efficiency program as workable as possible for farmers on the ground as well. So there's a huge amount of work goes in by IFA in, in dealing with the department and in dealing with problems that farmers have. And there's an awful lot of work happens that, you know, a lot of people don't see or understand unless they, they come to us with an issue themselves. Brendan Golan, uh, uh, going for the Connacht chair. Uh, thanks very much for the, the Connacht uh, IFA chair. Thanks for coming on Country Life. And uh, just to point out to our readers there, we will also have uh, James uh, on as well uh, later in the show, who's also going for the same position, James Gallagher. So um, we'll ask the same uh, questions to the, the both candidates. So uh, thanks very much, uh, Brendan, for coming on Country Life. So next up on Country Life this evening, uh, we're j- uh, joined with uh, James Gallagher, who's also going for the Connacht IFA chair position. So James, you're very welcome on to Country Life. I suppose firstly, James, maybe if you tell us a bit about yourself, maybe why you're going for this role and what can you bring to the position? Uh, thanks, Katie. Yeah, well, I'm going for this role for uh, to give a bit of power to the voice of the people of Connacht at the centre of power. It'll be the people's voice, not mine. I'll be their correspondent to, to deliver for them. And it's what the people of Connacht demand that we will be fighting for. 
you know, we must remember that it was the, the great IFA, IFA pioneers of the past that got us to where we are today. You know, over the past number of years, you know, the, the agriculture has been a, a huge uh, of importance to the to Ireland, but especially the west of Ireland, Connacht, where we're talking about agriculture nationally employs over you know 170,000 people and has a gross exports of 18.7 billion. Now it's not many years ago since that was only nine billion. So you know we can't underestimate the, the value of agriculture. And looking at the beef and sheep, you know, I suppose that's the the majority, uh, the main type of farming system here in in uh, Connacht. When we look at you know the the large amount of uh, suckler cows in Galway alone, especially maybe focusing in on Galway, um, I suppose how will you boost or improve farm incomes or viabilities for farm families? Well, the AFA are pushing for um, a three hundred payment on the suckler cow and thirty euro on the O. That's needed for to, to boost farm incomes because the price of food, of beef and sheep meat, is, is undervalued in comparison to what it was years ago and in comparison to, to uh, farm family incomes. Although there are much more demands on families now on income and the disposable income for, for different uh, things that's, that happens in life. It's the way we are. But we need that to support the quality food that's produced in the West of Ireland. I mean, this is something that's of, of grave importance that we must realise that the food produced in the West of Ireland and want to concentrate on the West of Ireland is high value of unpolluted. No pollution in, in the West compared to the world. And maybe in more... We're under threat and you may ask why we want to pay a €300 Euro payment on a suckler cow. That money needs to be paid to a farmer to produce a quality beef animal of the suckler cow. And it's not an extra payment to the farmer. It's because the price of beef is undervalued and the costs associated with producing that beef have risen substantially over the years where the price of the beef hasn't. And that's what that money needs to be paid without any siphoning off of money to other bodies as has happened in some of the schemes which has been introduced in the past. And that's where I think that a strong voice for IFA and Connacht is needed at the negotiating table before schemes are actually delivered that the changes necessary are made at that stage. The same applies to the sheep and that's why we need a 30 euro payment on sheep in order that we have quality lamb for export and for our own domestic market. And it's needed to underpin the fact that we have a very valuable product here that's unique to us. And we must remember that under the Brexit deal, there are serious issues coming down the line fast. With the Brexit deal, Britain is going to be able to import uh, beef and lamb from New Zealand and Australia. And over over the coming years, over the next 10 years, that uh, beef can rise to an import of 110,000 tonnes a year. Now, the sheep meat could rise up to 75,000 tonnes a year. So you, people may ask, well, what has that got to do with us? Well, that's going to displace our exports into the UK market, which is going to put further pressure on our producers. And also, England has a deal with the EU where they are going to be able to uh, export some of the British-produced beef and lamb into the EU, which will displace us at another uh, level in, in our EU markets. And we mustn't forget that the price of lamb in Australia in the month of September at the present price is 2.71 a kilo. And this is going to have this has the potential for for, for severe risk to the, the viability of Irish farms and it's it's vitally important that we push the government at this stage to release some of the bare funding that can fund and make us competitive in these markets. 
And uh, James, what has the IFA done to improve farm incomes in the last couple of years? Well, the IFA have been pushing for an, an environmental scheme for farmers since the the old reps and gloss uh, were completed and are finished. And on the new cap, we have the acre scheme. Uh, it's a, it's going to be a payment for farmers to farm environmentally in an environmentally friendly way. It can be built on over the coming years. The first phase was closed. 46,000 farmers got access to that. Um, there can be uh, there's a second phase is opening up at the moment, or, and it's farmers can apply for that that didn't work successful in the first round. And let's hope that as many farmers as want to get in uh, are given access to that scheme. It's 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 vital that farmers have an environmental scheme to work with. And I think you know that the department has made this pretty accessible. And it's vital for farmers to have access to these schemes, environmental schemes, present with all the talk we have about climate issues at the moment, uh, which are going to increase over the coming years. So next up on Country Life, we're delighted to have Enda Walsh, a dairy farmer uh, in Clarenbridge, or, or should I say Oren Moore, uh, Enda? Oren Moore, yeah, we're right <laughs> on the border now, all right, we're right on the border. Very good, and you're welcome back, firstly I should say you're very welcome back from uh, Paris, you had a, a good weekend, I'd say, over watching the rugby. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, the voice is uh, a bit worse for wear now, we had a fantastic weekend singing and celebrating, and geez, it was an incredible atmosphere to be at, it's probably one of the, the best sporting events I've ever been to. Brilliant, brilliant, very good, very good, very good. So back to reality this morning, so back to milking the cows, I presume? Back to reality, yeah. I met there was a lot of rain now last night and there was no more sun now or anything, so there's no point hanging around anymore now, I'm afraid. Very good, very good. You're having a big event there between yourself and um, Henry, your father, and uh, the crew there working with you, and uh, the National Dairy Council and AgriAware having a big event there tomorrow. You might tell us a bit about that, maybe. Yeah, so just to give a bit of background to the farm first, we're a family-run farm here in Ormore. Um, I'm father, farming alongside my father, Henry, and my mother, Patricia, and my brother, Aidan, does help around at the weekends. We've one full-time employee there, Andrew King. He's from Ross Cam in Ormore. He's a super addition to a family-run business. Um, but yeah, back to the event now tomorrow. So tomorrow is World School Milk Day, and essentially what's happening on the farm is it's a virtual event being run by the National Dairy Council and AgriAware. And we are the host farmers of this tomorrow. Essentially, what it is, Keith, is it's giving children an opportunity to gain insight to what a typical day will look like in an Irish dairy farm. And it's all happening from the comforts of their own classroom via Zoom link. And there'll also be a live question and answer to give children an opportunity to ask questions. And um, the link for the event tomorrow can be found there on AgriAware's Instagram or website. And it commences at 945 Okay, very good. And they have um, they have a bit of a, a motto there, grass to glass. I suppose maybe them tell us. I suppose the importance in the about grass in the diet of your uh, cows. Yeah, so that's a fantastic motto now that they've come up with grass to glass. But high quality grass is the pivotal point for any Irish dairy farm, really, and it's a very low cost way to feed the cows in comparison to other inputs such as meal. And we've well, I say we're blessed with a. A kind of temperate climate with a lot of rain for a grass purpose, but it's a very it's a very low way to feed the cows, and um, and the climate in Ireland allows a lot of grass to be grown. So it's critical that the Irish dairy farmers utilise this high quality grass. We're I suppose you could say we're rena- renowned across the world for high quality dairy products, and in comparison to indoor dairy farms across the world, our cost of production would be very low key. Okay, okay. And you're also measuring grass there, and you might tell our listeners a little bit about that. Yeah, so it's funny, kind of, when you're talking to people that aren't aware of 
ins and outs of dairy farms and things like that when you actually tell them that I go out once a week and measure exactly how much grass is in each field it's kind of a bit mind-boggling to them but we have to calculate how much feed is on the farm every week Keith. so what we do is essentially we go out I actually go out every five days there throughout the summer but you go out and you step go into each paddock and you just estimate through you'd cut a metre squared and um, you'd, you'd measure how much grass is in that and there's a calculation then to be done out to estimate how much grass is in the field overall and that's basically what you base your feed allowance for the week on for the cows and things like that whether you're in a deficit or a surplus Okay, okay, okay so it's a lot more scientific I think than a lot of people know um, maybe in uh, relation to clover you know cutting chemical nitrogen uh, the likes of your low emission slurry spread and these are all ways uh, that a lot of farmers have I suppose changed uh, the running of their farm in order to become more environmentally friendly what, have you, what are you doing currently maybe on your own farm in there to try and, you know, reduce your maybe your carbon footprint or reduce chemical nitrogen being spread on farm? Yeah, so I think there's a lot of um, small points there from the MAC curve that are contributing to reducing the carbon footprint, but definitely at the top of the clover is the most talked about one. It's a strong focus point on all most of the dairy farms in the last few years. We've um, included clover in approximately about 30% of our farm at the moment, and uh, by including it in the grass ward, it not only does it improve the quality of the ward, but it allows you to reduce the amount of chemical nitrogen you can spread on the farm. And once there's a sufficient amount of clover content in the ward, studies have shown that you can grow the same amount of grass from the 50% less nitrogen, if not more. And we've actually pushed it a lot further on this farm that we've reduced from 220 kilos of nitrogen per hectare to only 50 kg of nitrogen per hectare this year of chemical nitrogen. Okay, very good. And I suppose what's busy on farm at the minute, Inda? So on, on farm at the minute, so it's kind of, uh, we would say it's, it's definitely out of peak season there. It's quite a, a nice time to be working, say the cows are out all the time still. The weather hasn't got too broken just yet, but it, it'll be a lot of maintenance work going on the farm these days and getting ready for spring next year and things like that because the spring and summer early on can be very chaotic. It's important just to kind of keep on top of maintenance this time of year. But this time of year now, it's just a strong focus on uh, building grass on the farm and maintaining the cow's body condition and make sure they're milking well and just catching up on general maintenance, as I said. And how are cows milking at the minute? Are you happy with performance? Yeah, we are. They're slowly um, winding down now as it's kind of coming into the later half of the year, but they're still producing 17 litres a day at 5.3 fat and 4.1 protein. So we'd be very happy with those sorts of solids. Okay, very good, very good. So I suppose, you know, it's a fantastic uh, way, you know, to let a lot of children know uh, where their food and where their milk comes from and, you know, how a, a farm, a family farm is being run. Um, you know, fair play to yourselves for getting involved, yourself and Henry there uh, and in the, the NDC, National Dairy Council and indeed AgriAware. So uh, you might just tell our listeners where maybe they can get in contact or where they can get the information there to log on tomorrow if we have any teachers maybe listening there. Uh, to the radio this evening yeah so the, all the details can be found on AgriAware's website so that'll be agriaware.ie or there's a direct link through their Instagram account also which would be AgriAware and that can be found by just googling it and just to go through the day on what they see on the day if they happen to log in and it's a kind of five, four or five uh, step process where they'll see the cows grazing in the field and why grass is so important for the cow's diet You'll, there'll also be a live demonstration of a cow being milked and what process that entails. There will be an on-screen demonstration of the cows digesting and ruminating the grass and basically just going through how 
the cow digests the grass and essentially produces the milk. And nutritionists will also go through the dairy products and, and explain why they're so instrumental, such an instrumental part of the diet and why they're so important. And there'll also be another section there, just as we've briefly spoken about, Keith, about measuring grass and how to maintain high-quality grass for the cows at all times. Very good. And uh, it was great to have you on. And, you know, it's it's great. A lot of uh, people maybe mightn't be familiar with how scientific and, you know, farming has got down through the years, especially, you know, you talked about measuring grass there, reducing your chemical um, nitrogen that's spread on the farm, your low emission slurry spreading, uh, I think there's a lot more to it, I think, than, you know, maybe a lot of the general public mightn't be aware of. I know we visited schools there in the last couple of years, and uh, it's uh, it's great to see, and, like, kids have such a, a fantastic interest in this as well, Linda, don't they? Oh, absolutely, and I think uh, not only do kids have just such a fantastic in- interest, it's unreal, still even when I'm just talking to people outside of the agricultural industry, and I tell them I'm a dairy farmer, and they start asking, but it's like anything, they just they don't actually just know it and once it's not necessarily that they're not interested, but they just don't know and they're not, it's not kinda taught to them. So this is why it's important to go to children now and educate them young and let them just get the full grasp of where milk comes from comes from and how a dairy farm works and as you said, how scientific it is because there's so many people across the country that don't realise how scientific dairy farming is and how much work goes into the research side of things and things like that and how we just strive to be the, the best dairy producers in the world. Very good. Fair play and, uh, and uh, fair play to yourself and Henry for opening up the farm uh, to that obviously a fantastic uh, facility there and uh, it's great for kids to, to become aware of this. So uh, thanks very much, Enda. Thanks for your time, Keith. Thanks very much for having me on. So that's it this week from Country Life. We hope you enjoy the show and if there are any queries about this week's topics or if indeed you'd like to, a topic covered, uh, please don't hesitate to give us an email at countrylife at galwaybayfm.ie and we'll get back to you. So thanks very much to our uh, speakers today for Brendan uh, Golden uh, and James Geller both going for the Connacht Chair IFA position we'd also like to thank John Noonan and indeed Enda uh, Walsh as well for coming on for their event that's happening on their farm tomorrow um, and more details can be that got on that on agriaware.ie as they're having a national school uh, event there a virtual one uh, online so until next Tuesday at 7pm we hope you have a lovely evening and next up is Melodies followed by the Nightfly